Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carl, did you want to say something? No, the other thing I was on earlier, and all I was saying when I heard the man saying the courts merged law with equity, uh, by what authority? Where does any court get the authority to do any act? It would get it from the plaintiff. Okay, so... Provided he has standing. So if they get it from the plaintiff, say the government's the plaintiff, why are you bother accepting the title of defendant? You don't have to accept the title. Uh, I didn't say I was defended. I make that argument all the time. If you did, it would be very simple. Say, at this time, I can't move forward and act as the defendant. Well, you know, it all depends you know, on what kind of case you're talking about, too. Any kind of case. If I just don't can't be bothered, I don't care. If you, you know, if any government agency tries to come after me, just say, I, I can't afford at this time to move forward as a defendant. Okay. I can't accept the title at this time. Sorry. And there's no law that requires a man to accept the title. Right. Okay, and that's it. And like I said, when you say that, uh, yes, I've seen that plenty of times written where it says the courts have merged law with equity. Yeah, great. But where do they derive their authority to do anything? Well, you know, this is where, you know, agency comes in because anything that I can do, I can do by agent. I'm saying where, any kind of government agency, if they if they want to create a law, they have to go through an act of Congress. So where, where, where do you see it in the statute? Where do you see it anywhere in the statute of law uh, uh, passed or ratified by Congress that uh, the courts can merge law and equity, and that's the only way that you can move a complaint is through a civil action? It depends. What are the circumstances? What are the facts? Who are you? Who is he? What are you doing here? What's your status? Who are you? But I'm saying you don't have to be in their courts if you don't wish to be in their courts. Well, well, that, yeah, if, if you get the invitation to summons, but sometimes they'll pull you out of the car, pull you out of the house, and take you down there. Yeah, I, I don't say anything about pulling you out. I'm saying once you go in, you, they can't force you in to anything. They can't make you go into anything. They can tell you to appear. They can invite you. They can summons you. They can invite you, but they can't force you. So if they summons you to appear... Just say at this time I can't accept such a lovely invitation. I can't come in as the title of the defendant. I'm a man, and there's no law requires me to appear as a defendant. Well, I agree because I want to see a valid claim. You know, if somebody yeah. is coming in, there better be another man. Could be the government. Sure. If the prosecutor is acting on my behalf, or the state is acting on my behalf in my capacity as a citizen—not that I am—but uh, if I can make the arrest. I can hire an agent to do it. Anything that I can do, an agent can do. I can hire an agent. If somebody in the government wishes to uh, define me as a, a defendant, if I think I could beat them in their own court, I won't mind accepting the, the, the title of the defendant because as soon as I beat them, I'm going to file a claim against them for wasting my time and bringing a false claim into the public and be smirching my good name. 
here's a secret that, or a, a hint that, uh, or a rule of thumb that one could use uh, when they talk about jurisdiction and whether or not the court has it over you, or uh, you know, in personam in rem or whatever. When an entity brings a suit in court, it must have a real party and interest behind it. And what I mean there is, there must be that real man or woman who has suffered loss, uh, harm, or damage, or wrong uh, that is suing in the name of that entity, which, which they can. For instance, if I have stock and I have invested money into um, an entity, say a corporation, a lending corporation, and they lent you money, you personally, not your straw man, but you, and you signed for it, uh, yes, uh, the I can sue on behalf, you know, in the name of my entity before the losses that have been incurred by your default, you know, if you're the one that's liable on the um, uh, contract. The man is liable for the acts of his person. I think all men are responsible for their actions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man is responsible for the act of their person. So if your person intercourses with a bank, the man is liable. When they call yes. the person forward, they're going to hold the man liable for the acts of the person. Yes, unless, unless the man was an agent acting on behalf of a principal, in which case the principal would be liable, correct? Yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. Uh, but who would be the principal then? When you sign a loan, well, uh, was, yeah, well, who's benefiting? After I went through my uh, little billings with the court and stuff, uh, I know what they told me. I know what the birth certificate is. I know how it was created and why it was created and why it creates that legal relationship and uh, why it was ruled invalid. I'm saying if you, if you borrow money from me, if I start a little local bank, a little uh, little uh, community uh, bank, or I start a little community uh, um, you know, credit union, and you borrow money from me, and you borrow money from our members, you know, there's 53 people who decided to uh, pull their money together and loan money out to local people, just like uh, It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. It was a localized bank. If somebody doesn't come up with a payment, what makes you think the local folks don't have the right to just come and seize your property and auction it off to pay the pay the creditors who gave you the money to begin with? And what does it have to do with the rest of you? Oh, that's, that's perfectly possible. Do I own absolute perfect title to the land? If I do, that that creates a, a circumstance. Uh, do am I a citizen? Do, do I play? Do I use the benefits and privileges of the citizenship? That's another circumstance. Am I a foreigner or am I um, one of the people? That's that's another circumstances. While law is basic in its principles, in in its circumstances of cases, gets quite complicated. You know. Uh, so it's kind of hard to apply the basic principles to certain circumstances when you have all these variables, and we can't say uh, uh, this this is for you know this is the law for everybody because what's the law for you is not what the what the law is for me because I may have entered into contracts which you you know aren't aren't obligated to right. Well, it's a very basic, simple standard that's been around for tens of thousands of years. If you borrow something from the community, you've got to give it back. Yeah, they expect it back. If you don't give it back, you're a dishonorable man. Why do you just pay off your debt? Right. I agree. Why don't you just pay it how off? About, how about this? How about don't get into debt in the first place? No, that's a wonderful thing to get into. If you need to get into debt, that's fine. I got no problem with people getting into debt, borrowing something from me. If you need to borrow something from me, you want to borrow my chainsaw? Fine, borrow my chainsaw and come back with uh, half a quarter wood. 
and you could get the ball in my chainsaw. That's fine. I got no problem. And the guy said, that's great. I'm gonna, he's going to go cut 10 cords of wood. Just well, give me a hand. Carl, thanks it's for the problem. offer, Brady. But uh, I actually have a job, and I have my own chainsaw. But thanks for the offer. What I'm saying is I would benefit because, like me, personally, I have two chainsaws. My friend is actually borrowing one of mine right now. When he comes back with a chainsaw, I also expect to see a load of firewood in the back of his pickup truck when he brings back my chainsaw because he just cut 10 loads for himself that he sold to other people. No, that's fine. Credit is fine. Loaning to each other's neighbors, that's fine. Just pay back the debt. What's the, what's the big deal? Yep. Uh, if he gets behind and he says, look, the best I can do is three pieces of wood. I can't fill the back of the pickup truck. It's like, why not? Well, it was snowing. My baby had a toothache. Okay, whatever. I'm going to take him at his word. But the best he could do is give me three pieces of wood. I expected 300 pieces of wood, but you know what? I'm going to take him at his word. Or when he comes up the next time and wants to borrow my chainsaw, so it's like, mm, no, I don't think so, because the last time you came and you only gave me three pieces of wood instead of 300. You know what? I think I'm going to uh, have to respectfully decline at this okay. time. Okay. I'm going to somebody uh, else. Oh, that's great that you're such a nice guy, Carl. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying, I'll lend it to the other next guy. I'm not going to – no, nice means fool. Literally, nice means fool. I'm not a nice guy. I'm not a fool. If he only bring me three – what when he promised me 300, I'm going to loan it to somebody else. I'm going to just stick the chainsaw on the side and say, you know what, I'm going to wait until somebody else comes by because, you know what, you're not a man of your word. You're not going to give me back what you agreed to pay back. You know what? So, you know what, I'll just wait for the next man. Thank you anyway. Right, but what do we do about the gentleman who's, who's such not a – forgiving fellow or understanding person or uh, a compassionate fellow. Uh, what about the guy who said, well, hold on, man. I I have to have heat for my children. You told me you have 300 uh, pieces That's of blood here, of here, and uh, yeah. we have That's a contract right here. That's why this is a Judeo-Christian land. We can go eye for eye, tooth for tooth, like the Jewish Judeo side, or we could do forgive and forget like the Christian side. We have the option in this land. It's a wonderful land. Yes, and, and you're right. You can choose to forgive or you can choose to enforce. Now, the problem right. comes in is when we have two hardheads getting together and they don't want to be amenable. You know, they don't want to be um, uh, nice neighbors or uh, loving neighbors. That's why they take it into the open public, and that's why you have the jury or the judge decide if they can't settle it amongst themselves and they're bringing it into the public. Somebody's sometimes, going to step into the public, and, and they're going to make them settle. Sometimes you may be the defendant. You might have to rightfully, and rightly so, defend against the claim. Of course. I got no problem with that. If some man wants to say, some little lady says I robbed her a pocketbook, maybe there's a guy who looks exactly like me. Because somebody said that there's somebody who looks exactly like me somewhere in England. So if I got accused of robbing a pocketbook while I was over in England, I obviously I had to defend myself. I said, ma'am, honestly, I could show the facts and I could prove that I was over here at this time. I don't know who. I might look exactly like this man, but I'm telling you, it wasn't me. I don't mind defending that. I'll say, you know, you made a, made an honest mistake, ma'am. All right. Well, Carl, you're being accused, uh, theoretically speaking, hypothetically. Uh, uh, you're here for um, operating a motor vehicle on the highways in a commercial capacity, thus in taxable and commercial activity, uh, you know, uh, there there may be, and, and not, not to say that it's right, but there may be some contractual obligations that we are not aware of. Or right. I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say you're damn right. I'd say you're absolutely right. I, I, if that's what you believe I was doing, I am not here to dispute with your beliefs. If you believe in Muhammad, if you believe I was operating a commercial vehicle, blah, 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 
I totally agree. And? Right. and there may be a circumstance when you are actually operating a motor vehicle in uh, if a you believe track, I right? am, if you believe I am, I am. That's your belief. I'm not going to try to dispel your belief. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just say to you, prove it. Right. Just like the little old lady. You think I stole your pocketbook? Prove it. There's going to be elements that you're going to require, like a third-party impartial witness. If, if, you, if you was listening to Carl earlier, you know, that, I feel the same way. If you're going to make a claim, you better be able to prove it. Prove it. Just prove it. Prove I was operating a commercial vehicle. Prove I was driving a car. Prove it. If you believe I was driving a car, that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, I was just taking my property from here to there and causing no harm to my fellow man. Where's the law that says I can't do that? Right, right. But there's still there's still a, a, a way, for instance, uh, that you might want to start a business and then, or you might become employed by that business wherein you drive a truck as an agent for your employer, in which case you are required to have a driver's license. Okay. That's nice. I mean, if you want to operate out into the public, if you don't want to do it in private, yes. Should you have all these requirements by the government? Absolutely. Government itself is just an agency of the people. Well, if you if you know anything about trucking right now, it's almost impossible for them to find drivers because of all their stupid, ridiculous regulations and rules. If you ever actually look inside of a tractor trailer lately, there's like a whole bunch of like kids and old ladies driving it. And guys like me don't drive no more. We're like, there's no money to be made here. Yep. So when the transport, when it's almost impossible for them to find decent drivers to, to haul the freight, and people are like, why are Walmart stores empty? Why are all these stores empty? It's like, because, you know, they made it so ridiculous that guys don't want to drive trucks anymore. You know, go buy some little old lady because, you know what, we're, we're done. Yeah, they're, they're beating up the uh, interstate commerce, the people that's engaged in interstate commerce. You know, uh, they do have certain powers under their constitution uh, in regards to their property and their lands. And that's all cool, fine and dandy, but yeah, there, there is a thing we call capacity uh, in which we act, and uh, some a lot of times we subject ourselves. Uh, the, the main thing is coming, you know, comes from that birth certificate. You know, uh, there's been a, a record and a presumption made, uh, and, and that's all fine and dandy that you run around believing it. Uh, like you said, you believe what you want, you know, but. I have a, a little dispute, and, and it, this, this was just in my case where they did admit, you know, they had the gall to uh, to say that I was an infant of unknown parentage and an illegitimate child uh, on the record that the birth certificate comes from, but, but realizing that the birth certificate is an instrument. And you know what an instrument is, Carl, don't you? Yeah, but the only problem is you keep using the word they. They doesn't have a vocal cord. A man would have to say a man would have to be making all these accusations against you. I'm referring and all you have to do is call out the man. Just call out the man. Who who who's the man who's saying that? Is there a man speaking in this court? Where's that man? Why don't you just call out the man? When when if you're saying that this is what they make a presumption and assumption in a court, and they're moving a court saying burst of it this this this, this just say who's the man who's speaking at this time? I don't think I was properly introduced. Have the man appear come before the court. Yep. He's not going to appear because there is no man that's going to appear. Right, it, and, and that's what I say all the time. There is not going to be a, no one is going to come in there and attest to the accuracy or the honesty of that instrument. Nobody. Regardless of the instrument, it's the first time anybody opens up their mouth in court. You say that you say, what man is speaking at this time? Is there a man been sworn in? Is, is there a man who's given testimony at this time? 
And it's funny, if you ask that question, the judge will say, nine times out of ten, he says, nobody's giving testimony today. What if the judge come out and told you the truth? He said, okay, Mr. Lance, here's the deal, or Carl, whatever you want to be called yourself, you know, call yourself toaster of, and it doesn't make any difference to me. But here's the, here's the truth of the situation. I have a state agency over here, which is a third party in, in, in relationship to the agency that you operate under the United States. Not saying that you are, but that most people do. Uh, but uh, you're over here operating the agency, and, we're, and, and even though we don't have jurisdiction over you, uh, technically, we do have jurisdiction over that agency and its estate. And if the agent should act without the scope of authority, we will have jurisdiction over you. Because as okay. far as I'm concerned here in Kentucky, uh, uh, someone that comes from a, a foreign state... Just say to the judge, are you willing to testify to that? Yes, I'm willing to testify to that. He won't do it. He will not do it. He will not... Tell me, tell me the last time you've seen a judge get off the bench, come around the corner, put his hand on the Bible, testify to that. Yeah, I'm going to recuse myself, and I'm going to be witness because I I I don't personally. When was the last time you saw that? When was the last time you saw that? Well, I have the the record. I have evidence right here that that leads me to believe that yes, you do operate a state agency. There's her signature. Yep. Uh, there's the instrument. Yes. If the judge came around the bench and he sat on the witness box, you'd have the opportunity to cross-examine and say, did you witness the signature? Do you have the chain of custody of that document? How do you know that document hasn't been altered? How do you know that's not a forgery? Where's the, the chain of command? That piece of paper is something. The first thing I would ask you is, who are you? As a judge, the first thing I would ask you, who are you? And you would say? The judge would come around the bench. He's a man. Only a man can testify. I'm asking, yeah, I, I have a case here before me. It's the... County of uh, uh, Still a Lot uh, versus uh, Mr. Uh, Carl Lentz. Uh, you, Mr. Carl Lentz? It depends on who's asking. The court is asking. I, as the judge, the court, no, the, the, no, the, 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 no, the court is the plaintiff. Court is, the court, no, the court is the plaintiff. The judge is just a, a bad witness for what happens in the court. Well, before I can move forward or anything, i got to make sure I have the proper parties in front of me. Are you Carl Lentz or aren't you? It depends on who it summons me to appear. Who summons me to appear? The county of... Steel. I don't recognize the county. I've never been properly introduced. No, I have no idea who this county is. I do not recognize the county. That's fine. But the people of this county who formed this government and formed this municipal corporation has authorized this county administration to over to have the jurisdiction to oversee these matters involving this subject matter of this case. Is, is there any of the people here today? I'll play the role. Mr. Lynch, I'm here to deal with the, with the business that is before the court today. And the business before the court today has to do with an accusation and charge against a Mr. Carl Lynch. Are you Mr. Carlin or aren't you? Have you not received a notice? Not Mr. Carlin, have you, have you, not you, Mr. Carlin, would you please sit down? Because this has nothing have you to not, do with My notice is before the court. My answer is before the court. I have properly answered this court well advance of today. All right. And I, I'm looking at the document here that you entered. I can't understand this, uh, the, the name here. What's your name again? My answer is before the court. So you don't have a name? I've got nothing else to say. My answer is before the court. Would you please sit down and let the court handle its business then, please? No problem. You know, I'm out of here. Have a nice day. Goodbye-bye. Have a nice day.
Okay, uh, well, Mr. Carl Lentz has not showed up today. I'm issuing a, a warrant for Carl I already told you. I already told you uh, the notice was before the court. I already answered it days ago, weeks ago, months ago. I've already answered the court. Uh, that's that's fine. That's fine. Whoever you are, whoever you are, I don't know. But uh, bailiff, if can't interrupt my court again, would you escort him out of my courtroom, please? And if the bailiff walked near me, if the bailiff walked near me, I'd say, sir, if you put one hand, if if you touch me, I will own you. I will sue you for everything you've got. You have no right right to touch another man. Right. I do not give you authority to touch me. Well, then I'm requesting that you leave or be escorted. I wish to, I have just as much, I have as much right to occupy this place on planet Earth as anybody else. As a matter of fact, I was summoned here. All right, could you, could you, I was invited could you, here. Could I see the Could I see the proof that you have the right to be here? Yeah, the summons. Yeah, yeah the evidence. The summons. The summons is before the court. And who the summons is the name? Who, what name is this the summons in? Somebody named Mr. County. So you are. So, so you are Mr. Carl Lentz. The, the no, somebody, today? It depends on who's asking. Ask who's not, asking? I'm simply it trying depends. to ascertain whether or not you are. The person that is being I only, I only have a duty and obligation to answer to my fellow man. Are you a man? Is that a man speaking to me? No, this, uh, actually, Mr. Lentz, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like I said, if you were listening before, this is where uh, a third-party agency of the Commonwealth of Kentucky has charged an agency and an entity and franchise of the United States. Uh, and the franchise of that United States entity is called I already put an answer. Look, look, all I would say, the answer is before the court. A man now is before this court. Okay, well, this case doesn't involve a man, Mr. Lentz. Well, then then why did you uh, summons me to appear? You are are on record as being the registered agent for service of process for the uh, citizen and entity, uh, Carl You know what I can say to him? Said, yes, I am. Oh, but now watch this. No, okay. you know what? I don't wish I don't wish to accept that title any longer. I don't feel there's a benefit. Now there's a man before you. Now you're just dealing with the man. The person appeared. Yes, I, I appeared now as a person. Oh, now, now watch. Now I'm evoking common law. No, now I only wish for the man to appear. Sorry. But the person appeared? Yes, a person appeared. The person appeared for about a microsecond. I said, yeah, the person known as Carl Lentz is here. Oh, yeah, uh, by the way, I see no benefit in acting as a person any longer. Now I'm a man. Now the man is here. I'm going to explain to people why I said what I said because, see, Carl doesn't know who he is in relationship to the person, Carl Lentz, because if we go to the uh, video of the judge bows the sovereign, let's not listen to the, the guy who's sitting there claiming to be the administrator. Let's listen to the judge and why he got upset. Is because he knows you're a man. The judge knows you're a man. Or he asked the man, he said, are you uh, Keith Wolford Thompson? And the guy said, no, I'm Keith. You know, I'm the administrator. And the judge said, are you, you're not Keith Wolford Thompson? He says, no. And he said, no, that's not me. And, he, and the judge tells him to sit down. And the reason he tells him to sit down is because if you're not Keith Wolford Thompson and you're not interested, what, what are you doing here? You can't accept to stand in the capacity of a person. You say, yes, I am a person. No. Well, the problem is, the only problem is I'm not, I'm not a, pro- a person in which you have jurisdiction over. I'm not a person within your, I'm not a person within your legal society. But, you, but, but the person that you use, that, you're, that, that is in the name of, you know, your house is in the name of your car is, and, and all the, uh, the property that you got through the, the system no, is not. in the name of a person of the subject to the jurisdiction of which I have jurisdiction over. If we listen to the judge, what the judge says in that situation, he tells the guy, he says, you are either him or you are his agent. 
And, Carl, if you are not him, that person, or his agent, please sit down and quit being father in my court because this has to be That's right, because, like, like, look, one more time. I would not appear in somebody else's court without my notice before the court that I am also moving my court in this court at the same time the other side is occupying this courthouse. In this courtroom, there's two courts going on. There's the county courts going on, and there's called the man's court going on. Well, we're, we're, two courts. we're pressing charges against this entity right here called Carl Lynn. Like I said, like I said look, when, when, when we did this in England, the man, the, the people I helped, three of them, as soon as the judge was done, they, done account, they said they had five counts against them. Count one, guilty. Count two, guilty. Count three, guilty. Count four, guilty. Count five, guilty. Now, for the common law side of the court with the claim of the man that are now before this court, all five counts are discharged. Have a nice day, folks. Boom. Because they understand the hierarchy of the common law. Yes. I said we are guilty of all those five counts. Five counts, 500, 5,000 counts. We are guilty as charged, no doubt about it. I'm sure this uh, honorable man from the, uh, the, from the, for the law, from the uh, Crown, Crown prosecutor, I'm sure he's a diligent man, and I'm sure he knows every single nuance about every single code. I'm sure he got case law precedent under his belt. I'm sure he's the most learned attorney barrister that you people could find. Absolutely. The only problem is, we stand upon a common law land. This is England, right? I looked around and said, this is still England. This is in France, right? Yeah, that, that's right. This is England. It's still a common law land, correct? Yeah. There's a claim before the court as a man. You have two courts going. You have two courts proceeding now at this time. You have the code, the civil code going on, and you've got the code of common law. You've got the court of right. common law moving. Right. So, and, guilty? And what, am what, I what guilty? All, you better believe all. I'm guilty. You better believe the person known as Carl Lance and these other people are guilty as charged through the bar, through the legal, through the bar association, through the crown. Absolutely. The only problem is we are not a person because a person is a man who ascribes to be within a certain society, and according to his rank, that society may impose upon him certain duties and obligations. The only problem is I am a man, correct, but I am not a person within the legal society nor the crown society. I am just a common law man. I do not have any affiliation to any bar association or any legal society. So if the legal society or the Crown or the bar is filing a claim or a complaint that I'm guilty of something, I'm sure I am. The only problem is they cannot impose upon me because I am not a person within their society. Well, and that works for a lot of the so-called legislative uh, will or legislative acts. I agree with you there. But, you know, what happens when we have somebody who does business, let's say uh, you do business out of Virginia and you do business with somebody in India, what law governs? <laughs> you better believe I'm in the public. You better believe whatever the government's involved, you know, any government entity, any government entity. Once I leave my private property, I'm at the mercy of the, the United States government or the Indian government or anything in between. Or whatever you agree to, right? I, I, well, it, it doesn't matter whether they agree or not. They got the guns, well, and they're going to protect their borders. They, they're well, going to protect their borders. It, well, I, I, I would I see that a little bit differently, and only because you know it makes sense to me. Uh, if if for instance, take your take your Skype program. When you when you install Skype or a computer program on your computer, you agreed to something. Hey, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't know. I don't understand it. I'm not subject to it. Well. 
You may or may not be, but that'll be something the courts that, that will decide, especially if they have jurisdiction over the subject matter and the person. Right. Skype is private. Skype is public. You're right. Skype. You're right. You're right, uh, Carl. You're, you're not a person. Skype is public. You better believe I could be held liable for what I do on Skype. It's not private. Look, if I wanted to go to Cuba and deal with Fidel Castro and put 10,000 kilos of cocaine on my boat, and as soon as I get to the United States, I put it on my truck and I take it home to my house, there's not a damn thing any government entity could do to me because I've not exposed the public. Everything has been done in the private. Everything, everything to this point, everything to that point has been done in the private. Now, if I take that cocaine and I put it on an LTL, if I put it on less than low uh, common carrier, and I put it on a freight train, then I expose the, the public to danger. Then I can be right. a lot. Well, let's let's take your theory and let's put it into practice. You take a boat down to Cuba. When you get the cocaine on the boat, you call me and tell me what port you're coming in, and I'll call the feds down there, and we'll see. Yes, you keep it. You keep it in the private. As long as it's the private, there's nothing they can do. It's the same thing with uh, uh, it's, it's it's just called the domestic authority doctrine. Just like Hillary Clinton said, she said, "We look, sir, Hillary Clinton, Hillary, look, sir, Hillary Clinton explained what the the, the domestic authority doctrine means." She's like, we would love to go. We would love to trespass onto somebody else's territory. We would love to go into somebody else's dominion. We would love to cross a border. We would like to break and enter. We would love to do it. But the domestic authority doctrine, which the United States described this, we can't enter into a sovereign land. We can't do it. I got a question. I got a question. Can I build a nuclear weapon here in my room in private and not be subject to the jurisdiction of the United States? Absolutely. If you know how to move it, if you know how to hold yourself in court, if if you know how to hold yourself I'm telling you, Dude. I'm going to, listen to me, I'm going to come over and arrest you, Carl. I'm going to bust Good. down your door. I'm going to snatch you up. Come on, I'm Bob. Come on, up. come on over, Bob. You you could threaten me all you wish. You could trespass, and then I'm going to file a claim of trespass, and I'm going to require you to return my property. It's not you personally. I'm just saying, if, if, if there's somebody over here uh, endangering someone's life, I have the power. See, that's why the government is going to arrest you. It's because endangering. How how am I endangering somebody's life? Whatever I do in my privacy in my home, how am I endangering you? If you're over there building a nuclear weapon, Carl, I could be doing all kinds of things over here that the government could say might endanger somebody. So what? They understand the concept of property. Look, we don't live in Nazi Germany. You can't just come kicking in doors. It, I had a phone call. I had a phone call. There's a phone call up on on YouTube, and it says, "Call Lance and Deanna Lady." And there's cops knocking on her door. There's a captain of the sheriff's department. They have social workers out there. They got three squad cars out there. They got a warrant for her arrest and the pickup order of the baby. They could not get through her door because I kept telling her, "Throw notes out to these people. Keep talking to them through the door." And then they finally left. Yes, they had a pickup order for the baby. Yes, they had a warrant for her arrest. Yeah, but that, that's, that's not a nuclear weapon, Carl. It doesn't matter. Look, you could you could say that they're going to do it, fine. But you could also make a claim that you want your property back. It's your property. It's just like, okay, you have the mind. Say you have the mind to, that has the ability to create a nuclear weapon. What are they going to do? Take your mind from you? Brainwash you? Dumb you down? The only reason the government agencies have any power at all is because... It comes from us because we have that power. You right now, if I witness a felony, 
cognizable under the laws of the United States, I rescue. I'm indemnified. Okay. Look, look at all the knowledge that you have in your brain right now. Look at all the knowledge you have in your brain right now, and you're a very, you're a very uh, severe threat to the government as they exist. You're very threatening man to the judicial system. You are, you are threatening to them at every level because you are so smart. What are they going to do? Come in and, and erase your brain? Well, no, but but being so smart doesn't endanger people. Oh yeah, it endangers their whole way of life. It's going to be chaos. You're going to you're going to, you're going to overthrow the entire judicial system. The legal bar association is going to be full down to ruins. The IRS is going to be dissolved because you are so smart and you're going to teach these people so much knowledge that you you're going to you're going to knock the government down to it to the core. What are they going to do? Erase your brain? I'm telling them to use it. I'm telling them to use the government because I can distinguish the difference between government and government agents. Okay. Well, like I said, I just, because, no just because somebody no believes government. just because somebody believes that what you're doing is is dangerous, if you're doing it in the private, there's nothing they can do about it. I agree. That's why I stay private. That's right. It's just the private. There's nothing they can do. They can't trespass. They got to go. Well, they they got to. They got to go. Try to get uh, warrants. They got to try to get all this ridiculous nonsense. Search warrants. They got to try to get everything before they come into your home. Sure. And then once they, once they come well, in, there's a warrant. You say, oh, lovely. I love warrants. Come into my home. Come into my home and take my nuclear device. I've got no problem with that. Oh, and you did remember to attach that bond to the warrant, right? Because that, that nuclear bomb cost me a million dollars to make. So you, you got a million-dollar bond attached to that, right? And you can take everything you want. But you're not stealing. You're going to compensate me. Right. Yeah, so just make a claim for compensation. I'll have that big fat check ready for you when you get out of prison. Why would I go to prison? Well, you know, a lot of people go to prison, boss. Because they don't know how to get in, in and out of court. Well, I, I agree. They might know how to make a nuclear bomb, but that doesn't mean they know how to get out of court. They might know how to, every little nuance about the IRS, like Aaron Schiff, but he has no clue how to get in and out of court. I agree. Just because, just because you're a master at bankruptcy or mortgages or credit card or anything, can you get in and out of court? That's the that's the trick. Just because you guys are so freaking smart with these birth certificates, I mean, can you get in and out of court? Can you hold your yeah. own in court? I, I've settled my issues. I no longer have issues with the birth certificate. It's fixed. It doesn't make me smart. It just so happens I ran across a, a little nice piece of gold nugget information that told me what the birth certificate is, and I pursued it, and I won. All right? That means I went all the way straight to the, from the state court to the federal court back to the administrative no dispute is my claim. I'm waiting for settlement. Why? Because I know what this birth certificate is, and I know this is what this is the matrix that they tie all their legal bullshit on. So you got a speeding ticket, and you used a birth certificate? No. So what was the case? Because, see, well, this is what I'm saying, Carl. You know, uh, I was having some issues, like a lot of people do, deciding like what? what was going on. And yes, what? I've listened to you quite a bit, and I agree with a lot of stuff you say. But the, the thing is, is that I have an instrument here. Okay, an what case were you actually? What case were you involved with? Did you had to use a birth certificate? Well, you had to dispel the, the belief of a birth certificate. What what case were you involved with? Traffic ticket, talking, they walk. My, my case. I brought a declaratory judgment. See, I'm you just you wanted you wanted you wanted the court to give you a DJ and and that proves what? Well, it it gives me evidence. And then once I had my declaratory judgment telling me what the birth certificate is, and when they told me that I was operating a state agency, then a I DJ, my... a DJ is just an opinion. 
of a judge prior to a lawsuit. That's all. It's just an opinion. Dude, a DJ DJ is just an opinion. It doesn't mean that when you actually pursue it through an actual court that that DJ... That the DJ can't even be used in a court opinion. Oh, yes, it can. Uh, I don't know what DJ you've been reading, but here, uh, all law, statutes, and ordinances in conflict with the declaratory judgment is hereby repealed. Here in Kentucky, my declaratory judgment repealed all those statutes. Just because you get a DJ, say you and Sue and me, and just because you got a DJ in your favor by some judge who gives you an opinion, doesn't mean that once I actually get before trial by jury that your DJ is going to hold any weight whatsoever with the jury. Oh, yes, yes, you, you, got a, you, got a, you got a DJ from a judge. Did you get the a, DJ from the jury? Newly constituted court having authority did over that, the subject matter. Did you get it over? Did you get the DJ from a judge or do you get DJs from juries? Well, there was no dispute as to the facts, so there was no need for You get DJs from judges. Facts. You could take your DJ from the judge and I say, you know what? Show it to the jury. I'll see it in a real court. What what I need it for is the evidence to bring my case. That's fine. Bring your case, and I'm going to tell you, bring it before the jury. Take your DJ and bring it before the jury. I don't have to to take it in front of the jury when the defendant doesn't dispute the facts. What I'm trying to say is if I just made a simple example, if you were suing me, and you wanted to say, you, I want to get a declaratory judgment to see if right, my right, line right. of the fence should be on my property or should it be on your property, and you could take well, it to the judge. And the judge yeah, gives you a DJ in your favor. I'd say, you know what? That's a lovely opinion from that judge. He's just one judge. You know what? I'm still going to take it. still take me into court. I'm going to still take your ass into court, and we're going to see what the jury has to say about this. I don't give a damn about the DJ. Okay. That's just the opinion of one judge. It, 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 it is binding upon the parties to declaratory judgment. It, it, it has no impact. You can't enforce a DJ. It's just an, a, a declaratory judgment of what will happen if you take this into a full-blown trial by jury, a full-blown court. No, 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 no. See, see this is where your presumption uh, is wrong. Uh, no, I have an instrument, and under the Declaratory Judgment Act, I am entitled to a declaration of my rights and duties concerning this instrument. If I'm unsure or uncertain as to my status, which I was... That's fine. Dude, you could get all that you want, and I'm still going to trick your ass into a full-blown court. You could still take your DJ and now show it to the jury and prove it. Because you know what? Just because you got it from a judge, one judge, one 80-year-old guy was, or a 16-year-old girl, I don't care who this judge was who made this DJ, gave you this DJ. I don't really give a rat's behind. I'm still going to invoke the right to take you before trial by jury. And you can show them all the DJs you want. And if I can convince the jury that I'm correct, oh, well, the jury is going to award me. And then I could get that judgment from the jury executed. You're not going to get a DJ executed to take property from me. That ain't going to happen. Well, it would depend on the legal relationship between us and what was being declared. What I'm trying to say is you're not going to get a DJ. I'm not going, like I said, if I wanted the DJ, it's just to get an opinion of what would happen when there's a full-blown trial, before a full-blown trial gets commenced. It saves the party's expenses. It's supposed to save society, the court system, money. You're supposed to go get a DJ when you guys are like, you know what, we're really not sure if we're really going to take this into an open court or not. We really don't know where we stand. So, Judge, can you give us your learned opinion? And you know what, with your opinion, maybe we'll not take this into a full-blown trial. Maybe we will settle it. Maybe we will take a DJ and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Maybe he was right. Thank you very much. 
I was like, you know what, Judge? I don't give a damn what you say. You know, I'm still you're, you're, approaching, you're approaching one aspect of the declaratory judgment. There's other purposes for a declaratory judgment. Like what? I have an instrument, and I went and got my rights declared, and it's binding upon the parties. Yes, it can be reviewed. It can be appealed just like any other court case. But as far as it concerns the parties, it's binding upon the parties. Uh, now, that doesn't mean a contract. I'm talking about this instrument here. And I'm talking about my status. Okay, like I said, a DJ is just an opinion. It's like going to an arbitrator. Just because the arbitrator says, so this I is how I will. Now, if you want to make it so that the decision of the arbitrator is binding to the party, you guys can enter into arbitration and say, just like when people have contracts, when they sign up for a job, if you're an employee, employee and, you, and you, when you read the contract, it says, if you want to sue me, I'm your employer, I'm Coca-Cola, if you want to sue me, you can't take me into a full-blown court. You can't take me to your local district court. If you want to sue me, you have to go through some uh, employment mediating arbitrator that the state of mm, California provides for employees and employees' disputes, and you sign that contract. And then, you could get, then you'd have to go through mediation arbitration. Just saying that with a DJ, you say, okay, look, we'll go through the DJ and we'll allow the judgment, of that, the judgment of that judge, that DJ, to be binding on us, fine. Or if you say, look, you go get your DJ all you want, dude. I don't give a damn. I don't want no part of your DJ. I, you want to sue me? Sue me. Well, I'm going to take a DJ against you. Dude, you get all the opinion you want. You're going to have no impact on me. This has nothing to do with you. It has to do with me and this instrument. What instrument? One judge gives you an opinion of any instrument, a bond, a certificate, a birth certificate, a land certificate, whatever certificate. Just because one judge gives you an opinion of a certificate, I'm still going to move against you. If I still think I'm in the right, I don't give a damn what one judge says. I'm just going to still drag you into a court and have a full-blown jury. Well, come on. That's right. I got, a, I, got, I, got, I got a legal opinion and a declaratory judgment by court. What do you got? I don't need that anything. I'm going to go into the jury. I'm going to present my case to the jury that, my, that that you are in the wrong and that I have done no wrong, that you have done wrong. And I don't give a damn. Unfortunately, Carl, this is not in common law jurisdiction. You're not entitled to a jury trial. This is an administrative hearing under federal amnesty jurisdiction. That's lovely. Then you've, then you've got my notice before the court that I am not a person bound in advocacy. I'm not a person That's bound great. in administration. Go sit down, and I'll just rape your person. <laughs> That's right. No, the person did appear, and the person gave you a notice that he's a man. He is not a person. The person did appear. The person known as Carl Lentz did appear, and he gave you notice that he's not appearing in admiralty. He's not appearing in an administrative court. He's not appearing in any kind of legal statute. He's appearing in your court as a man. Yes, he is a person, but he's a, he is a man. Well, this is the whole point, brother. The charge is against you. So let them get the guilty verdict against the person, because I also put my claim before the court that I am a man, and I am also going to put the claim before the court that I have no, you have no jurisdiction or authority well, well, to bind my me. person to bind my person under your jurisdiction. So you're going to find Carl Lentz guilty in, in your world. The only problem is I don't exist in your world. Of course you're a man, Mr. Lentz. Who else would be the agent for the person before the court? What do you mean you're a man? Yes, I'm a living man. Yes, 
Yes. No, I'm, no, I'm going to say I'm a dead man. Why would I put an adjective? I'm a man. So what does that have to do with it? Because you have, because only another man has the capacity to move me, and only another man has power over me. Listen, they're not moving you in the court; they're moving the organization in the court. They can move any person they want. Look, Carl, if you're not the person on the docket, if you're not the agent of the person on the docket, what are you doing there? I am a person, like I said to you a billion times. If you listen to my show. When I went there with the Punjabis, I said, we are persons, but persons not of your society, so you have no jurisdiction. And no matter what your society says about us, that we're ugly, we're fat, we're guilty, we're not guilty, we're rich, we're poor, we're tall, we're short, we don't effing care. Because you can't hold what you believe is a person under your jurisdiction and control, you can't hold us liable. Because we are a man. This is You see man here. On this side is man. And we have responsibilities to those of our society. We are not of your society. So we're clearing this up beyond any shadow of a doubt. We are not members of your society. We are outside of your society. We are idiots. You can't move somebody who's incompetent. Listen, listen, I have, I have a record here, a deed that tells me an organization was organized. This organization is, is being charged. Now, what are you doing here again? I have no clue because I speak no legalese, and there's no law that requires me to answer in legalese. I have no duty or responsibility or liability to speak a language in which I'm not competent, and I told you I was an idiot in legalese. This is a legal matter. I do not speak in legalese. I have a duty and obligation to speak to my fellow man. Now, is there a man before this court that claims I've done wrong? Yes or no? If there is no man who's claiming I've done anything wrong, there is no point in me to move anything further through this court. And you can't move anything against me. I'm a man. You're free to leave whenever you want. This, 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 this and I'm a free to stay as this, long as this, I want. This has nothing to do with a man. This, 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 I have a state agency charging this organization here. You said you're, That's you're lovely. not the organization. That's lovely. Then why, did you, then, Will you court, please disturb my court? Go, go. I don't why did you, then why, then why did you summons me to appear? Then why did you summons me to appear? I did not summons you to appear. I summoned the organization. But I, what I did do is I served the registered agent for service of process. But the man who acts as service of, uh, agent for service of process is an idiot and don't know what the fuck to do with it. That's fine. Like I said, they have no jurisdiction over the man. I don't want to be competent in their legalese. And there's no law that requires me to be competent in the legalese. There's nothing for me to answer to the other side because the other side is not speaking to me because it's speaking to me in a foreign language. All I'm saying, Carl, is why are you here disturbing my court if this organization is not you and you have no interest in it? Why are you here bugging me in my court? Why am I here is because you had some cops drag my ass in here at the end of a gun. Oh, I did, did I? Yeah. You got some evidence of this? Yeah, these two clowns standing right here with a gun pointing to my head. Because there's different circumstances. Now, had you see what goes on, Carl, is when they serve the service of process, the reason they bring it to the people, and you might want to think about this when you talk about your angle, the person that is being served is an organization. It's an agency. And the reason they're bringing the man. it to the man. They're handing it to the man. Dude, they're handing it to the man. Yeah, they're handing it to you physically. They're the registered agent for service of process for the They're handing it to the man. All entities must have a And I gave them a notice that they handed it to a man. See, so when they handed me that summons, I immediately answered the very, that very 
within three minutes, I'm already writing a letter to the other side. I said, do you realize you just summoned the man? Do you realize you have no jurisdiction and control authority over man? Can you show me where this jurisdiction authority derives? Because this has nothing to do with the man. That's yes, it does, because I wrote enough. Dude, when you summons me to appear to your costume party, when you summons me to appear to your court, when you summons me to appear, I'm going, dude, I'm going to RSVP you so effing fast your head's going to spin. You summons me to appear. I want to know exactly who do you believe I am and by what authority do you think that you have control over me? Oh, I'm not going to wait three months, six Stop, months, or a year when you get me into a courtroom and start asking these ridiculous questions. As soon as I get a summons, I'm writing back to you immediately. And I'm saying, just who do you think I am? Okay, right, Carl, right. let, let, let KW respond now. Well, yeah, I'm going to say one more thing, and, and it's the most important thing. Because, see, when we have people like Carl show up to court and he doesn't know what's going on, it causes a big ruckus and things happen. Thank you, Carl doesn't have principle <laughs> law. He's got good stuff. But one thing he doesn't understand is is what is an entity, a person, and who the registered agent for that entity is. They're not serving the man. They're bringing the service of process to the man. Okay, let me. Okay, let me tell you. Let me. Let me maybe explain a little simpler. They delivered me. So they delivered to me something in a letter, right? They delivered something to me in a package, a letter. They delivered me anthrax. Okay, they put anthrax in an envelope. Okay, it caused me harm. Okay, they put summons in there. It, they, they caused, put. Look, dude. You're saying, no, you're saying somebody like me is going to start a disturbance in the courtroom. I am not. The minute that I get something handed to me, and there's a letter in there, and it's threatening, or it's saying you're going to go to jail, or it's saying that you're going to get fined, or it's got anthrax in there, it's going to cause me harm, I'm going to immediately write back and say, just who is responsible for threatening me? Who is committing this act against the man? Because once we understand why they're bringing you the service of process, you'll get it. Right, Carl doesn't get it, and I hope everybody in my group does get it, that when some man shows up in the court hollering why the judge gets upset. When they serve you to summons to appear, it's like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I am telling you, as soon as they serve me, I'm going to say, who is this clown who's dragging my body and who's interrupting my life? I have the right to be let alone. I've only got so many minutes and so many seconds left on planet Earth. Who the hell is the fool that's crazy enough to summons my body to appear under threat? Who's going to threaten me with a gun? Who's threatening me with jail time? No, I want to know the name of this man who thinks that he can control my body. See, you're under the presumption that when they bring that service of process to you and hand it to you in your hand, you think it's you. Dude, if I don't take it seriously, they're going to come at me with a gun, right? What I'm saying is, is when they bring the service of process to you, the reason they are bringing it to you is because you are on file as being the registered agent for that entity. Now, if you go into court and say, yes, I'm the agent for that entity, you don't have to claim you're a court. Only a man can be the agent. An entity can do no thing. Of course they're going to bring it to the man because an entity can do no thing. It must be done by agent. Are you trying to tell me an attorney can't be an agent? I said nothing like that. What are you talking can about? An attorney, can an attorney be an agent for the principal? Yes, he can. An attorney can be an agent for the principal. Yes, and the attorney bears no liability for the acts of the principal. I am just telling you something very simple. If somebody summons me to appear in court, I understand that if I don't comply with their what service is? to appear, whether it's man-on-man man or government-on-man, if, if, if you're serving, serving me a summons to appear and I don't appear... Right. You could have them drag me into court by gunpoint. What if 
you're just a dumbass and presuming <laughs> that they're summoning you to court, but they're really not summoning you to court. They're summoning the organization to court, and you just show up making a big scene. Okay, well, like I said, if 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 you're if you're mentally retarded, you know, you want me to play the role well, of a mentally retarded? What do you want me to do? Well, what I'm saying is, that's, don't that's presume that when you serve that process that that is for you. The reason they're giving it to you, Carl, is because you're the registered agent for that person. And how and how, and how would somebody who's super simple, who's doing a third grade education, has any clue that it, that they're a registered agent for anything? Well, they go down and sign papers all the time. They get a, they get okay, what happens if they can't read or write? Like my dad, he, my dad couldn't read or write English. He didn't sign any damn thing. Okay, okay so you tell, you tell me I'm super stupid. I can't read or write. I can't sign a damn thing. Okay. So then, so you summons me to appear. I summons an organization to appear. It's, and, and when I summon this organization, I got some crazy what? bad man showing up telling me he's a man and that I, he's not so I don't can, even know can, what can, he's doing here. Can you show me any summons that you ever seen on planet Earth that says we summons the organization to appear? No, it says we summons the name. It's got a name. That's what I'm saying. But no, you you keep saying like a broken record that they're serving a summons for the organization to appear. I've never yeah. seen a summons that say the organization to appear. Is, is it the organization's name? An organization no. is a person, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. But it doesn't say that on the summons. It says call Lentz. That's right, and, and that's the legal name. It doesn't say it does, but you keep saying it, it, the summons says for the organization to appear. It doesn't say and the organization to appear. Listen, that's the legal name of the person. If you looked up the word organization or corporation, it's the joining of two parties. My mom and my dad created this corporation, this corpse known as Carl Lentz. I am a corporate. On this birth certificate instrument, there's a third party called the state. No, it's not. It's not a third party in the same. It's not a third party within a third dimension. It's a second dimensional. It's not. That has no bearing over the man. A piece of paper can't bind a man. A piece of paper can't control man. It's not the same. It's the, the, the birth certificate. Every day, a piece of paper puts men in jail every day. You sign a piece of paper. You take a contract with your. Bruce, okay, why would you be stupid enough to sign a piece of paper if you don't know what it is? I wouldn't, but a lot of people have. So then that's that dumbass. If they sign their soul over to the devil and they go to hell, well, gee, what did they expect? All right, well, what do you expect when you go into court and you think you're somebody you're not and hollering all that crazy stuff when all you have to do is go in there as the agent? Yes, Your Honor, I am here. I am the authorized representative for that person. The, the, the defendant neither admits nor denies any wrongdoing but has authorized me to settle the charges. Here's the authorization papers. And here's the authorized signature. Take care of it, Judge. This, this, this is the creditors and commerce spiel that you're doing. It's not creditors and commerce. It's exactly what it is. You're accepting all the liability responsibility for the for the principal. Yeah, so, this is exactly what creditors uh, and commerce is promoting. Am I? Am I the principal or the agent? Who's liable? The principal or the agent? Well, the answer is it depends on the circumstances. But you would know that if you knew about the law of agency. So, so you're telling me if you blew, so if you're telling me if you blew through a stop sign and you were drunk, or you blew a bullet through some kid's head, you think that spiel is going to work in court? No. So where's that going to work? It's going to work any time that there's presentment against this organization. I am not an organization. Do you agree? No, I am an organization. My parents assembled okay. me by okay. joining. Reason and logic just went out the window. Later, folks. What I'm saying is if you actually look up corpse or corporation, it's when two entities get together and merge. My mom and dad merged together, and they created this corpse, this corporation. By incorporating, they, they created me. And this credits and commerce stuff, where is it going to work? 
like this guy with the guy that the, uh, the last partisan commerce nonsense that was that was one of the last ones I ever heard was this tugboat captain said, "Oh, I gave this promissory note to a oh no a site draft to a judge to pay off all the debt to for for, for having kitty porn on my computer." And then then the judge said, "Okay, fine. You know what? We're going to see if this uh, promissory note, if this uh, site draft is any uh, good." And uh, you know, uh, you, we can find you at this location. Yeah, okay, well, you're free to leave. And when I found out that that uh, that site draft was a joke, obviously the sheriff's department went down there to go get him. And his wife called me up and said, uh, call um, my husband did his credits and commerce nonsense, uh, accepted full liability of insurance, the agent out of the principal, out of the unknown as blah, 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 blah. He says, and he's out on the ocean now, hiding out in his tugboat. What can we do? I said, look, just ask the prosecuting attorney, is there a debt outstanding to society? What is the cost of what my husband has been charged with? And ask him if he could settle the debt and pay off the debt with green dollars. And if all you got is two green dollars a week, just make the offer. They'll accept it. They're easy to work with. As long as they're seeing that you're willing to accept the debt, you're willing to accept the charge, you're willing to accept it and say, fine, you know what? I really don't want to study too much about law. I really don't want to understand what a man is compared to what an entity is, what a corporation is. You know what? I'm willing to play the driver's license game. Fine, I'll keep the driver's license. I'll keep birth certificates. I'll keep credit cards. You know what? But the best I can do on this traffic ticket, sir, like I did back in 1992, he gave me a $300 fine. I said the best I could do is $5 a week for 60 weeks. And he said, can you do $6 for 50 weeks? I said, sir, then I'd be a liar. I'd go be going back on my word. I gave you my word. It's 5 for 60 if I could pay it all off in two days, believe me, I will pay early. But you're going to cause harm to I and my family if you require me to pay more than five dollars a week. I got two kids and a wife to take care of, and right now, oh, that was over moonshine. Over this moonshine charge, I lost my job. So I know this honorable court does not want to cause any harm to man. Is that not true? He's like, fine. See the court clerk work out arrangements of payments. And thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Accept the damn charge. That's fine. I got no problem accepting the charges. Just like when when I was over in England, I solely accepted the charges. That this, I said, I guarantee this barrister, this this crown. So I, I guarantee he, he, this crown prosecutor. I guarantee he's got these three Punjabis dead to right. I guarantee in legalese, these Punjabis, the five charges they've been charged with, they've been charged with fifty or five hundred charges. You know what? I'm sure this very learned uh, man from the bar association, from uh, the crown. I'm sure he's he's got all his ducks in the row, and I'm sure he could prove his case beyond a shadow of a doubt. The only problem is there's another case before this court. It's called the common law case. And I require this court to hear this matter at the same time that it's proceeding through the through this court of of the from from the crown. It's easy to do. Yeah, but that's the credit and commerce spiel. At the end, when he was saying accepting all responsibility, liability of the, you know, the true party nature of the, the crown, that I assume all liability acts. There's the 37 spiel that Gordon Hall used to do. I was like, oh, no. Larry sent me a letter from some folks from like a year back, went to court, and they came in as pro se, or they came in as affiants, they came in as appellants, they came in, and they wrote great paperwork, and their legalese was perfect, and and their sites were great, and their legal conclusions were without a shadow of a doubt. They were going to totally win. They were those those two people who put that paperwork into the court better than every single like attorney in the state of Ohio combined. And the judge realized that that these people were dead on, and these people were going to win. So the judge said, "You know what? This very lovely motion, very lovely uh, documents, very well cited, very well." 
um, you know, precedence, case law you use. The only problem is you're making legal conclusions, and I don't see anywhere in the state of Ohio where you're being uh, licensed or registered to uh, make legal conclusions. You are not a member of the bar, so we're going to have to deny your appeal. It wasn't that the, the case law wasn't good that they were using. It wasn't that the facts, the evidence, it wasn't that they totally had uh, the state pinned to the wall. They totally did, and they were slapping them with their own stuff. But the judge just flat out said, look, you don't have a union card. I don't care if you're the best bricklayer in the world. You're not going to lay one freaking brick in my courthouse. Until you have a union card, I'm not going to observe you. We observed you. We let you play this game with us for two, three years. But now it looks like you're going to win. You know what we're going to do? We're going to say, well, the other union guys are starting to get pissed off. And if we let the non-union guys come in here and win, the union guys are going to really start getting pissed that they spent two, $300,000 on an education, they're paying all their bar fees, and they're going to say, what's the point of us doing this? Why don't we just stop paying our union dues? Why don't we just stop being bar members? And why don't we just, you know, just learn from home from now on like these two people did that uh, Larry sent me their paperwork. So they say, hey, you can come in and be pro se, you can come and be pro se defendant, but if it looks like you're going to win and you're starting to use our, our language, our, our case law, our precedent, oh, well, we're going to deny everything that you're doing because, you know what, honestly, we don't see anywhere on file that you actually are a member of the bar. So, you know what, we're going to have to deny you at this time. So, like I said, I put, um, I put one thing on my website today, which I think is really good. It's a plaque that the Bar Association erected here in Virginia explaining the common law explaining why the common law is so important upon this land and how the common law protects the liberties of the individuals against the crown, against the bar association. That when man, an individual, goes up against the crown or the bar association, man can always, well, it says individual, the individual can always rely upon the common law to put the crown or put the bar in its place. And this, is, this, this plaque was erected in Virginia here, and it says right underneath there, this plaque was, is dedicated or erected here uh, at this Jamestown Colony site uh, by the Bar Association of Virginia in 1959. So the Bar Association does recognize the existence of the common law. It does recognize, recognize that the common law is man's right to protect itself from crown, which crown means the Bar Association. You, know, you go against the crown in, in Canada or you're going against the crown in England, you're going against the Bar Association. You're going, you're going against the legal, the codes. You're going against the statutes. You're not going after the Queen of England because there is no Queen of Canada. There is no Queen of Australia. There is no, no, no Queen of the Philippines. So when you use going crown, it, it just means the legal society, the squires, the crown. And you're not going against man on man. So that's when you can invoke common law. And that's the only thing that protects man's liberties is the common law. So I put that plaque on my website. So, so somebody finally said, hey, you finally put something different on your website. It doesn't just say word of the month anymore. Now it actually has a different picture on the front page. It says uh, uh, that that's a broadmind.org. So whenever you see a judge, you guys could just copy that picture and put it in as an exhibit. If a judge gives you any crap or the, or the, or the state gives you any crap or, the, or your attorney gives you any crap, say, oh, there's no common law anymore. Oh, really? Then how come the Bar Association recognizes the common law as the way of preserving an individual's rights against the bar. How, why, why does the bar recognize that fact, that we do have common law in this land? And then the other thing I was going to put on my website was that letter that Larry was talking about. I was just going to highlight it in yellow where it says, 
uh, we're going to have to deny this motion at this time because, yes, there might be uh, many legal conclusions here, and, uh, yes, they're making very many, you know, legal presumptions, and uh, but since we do not see that they are registered anywhere with the bar within the state of Ohio, we are going to have to deny their motion at this time. Now, you better give me a damn good reason why you deny my motion. You better say, well, no, uh, Jones versus um, Bob in 2013 trumps the 2011 uh, case law that you decided, or like a Paul Miller, uh, the 1902 stuff. Well, you cited 1902, somebody cited something from 1903. So that's why we're going to have to deny your motion at this time. No, they just said, you know what, we're going to have to deny your motion at this time because we looked and we cannot find that you're a member of the Bar Association. That's ridiculous. Don't deny my motion because I'm not a member of the board. Deny my motion based upon the merits or the lack of merits. Don't deny it because I don't got a union card. Don't tell me my work sucks. You, well, your work's great. That's that's great work. The only problem is uh, you don't have a union card, so we don't really give a damn how well you can lay a brick or how well you can weld steel together. I'm going to give you the best welder in the world. You're not working on this job site. You are not coming into this court, and you're not going to operate in this courtroom. It is not going to happen. So it's like, well, then how do I access a public courtroom? Make your own damn claim. Bring your own damn court in. Some is the other side to appear. While they're, you're there, they're there. Oh, this is great. It sells you, saves courts, times, resources, and everybody, all the parties are here in attendance at the same time. Lovely. And that's what the prosecutor, the barrister, asked me in, uh, in England. He says, how the hell did you beat me in Crown Court? He says, in the history of England, this has never happened. I said, did you see the claim that I put on top of your criminal complaint at the, at the beginning of the trial, he said, yeah, and like, you, you ridiculous eight-word nonsense. I said, yeah. I said, what you should have done is that I didn't serve it upon you in a timely manner, and then you needed 21 days before you could answer that claim. That's what you should have done. But you didn't, because you thought that eight, eight words were a joke. Thank God that judge didn't think it was a joke. Thank God the judge understood that my claim trumped your complaint. I could actually have a bona fide proof of a claim. I could have a man come testify and swear it's true. Your complaint, no man's ever going to appear. That any of those charges that you alleged against these people are true. You can just show them where Bob versus Jones in 2000 or, or Susie versus Crown in 2005, where that was ruled, big deal. Can you bring anything from a man that says what they've done today in 2013 is true? No, that's not going to happen. You're going to base it upon Crown versus Joe or Crown versus Susie. They were, they, yes. There were cases that appeared in the past that were similar, but they're not identical. So since they're not identical, identical parties, obviously you can have a different outcome. I said because they're not the same parties. Every case is the same and every case is unique. Every case is the same because you're going to have to have a defendant and a prosecutor, a wrongdoer and a plaintiff, a plaintiff and a respondent. You're going to have to have two parties. Every case is identical like that. You're going to have a matter in controversy between a minimum of two parties. Every case is the same. But every case is different because the same two parties don't always appear. The situation is different, the time, the place, the location, circumstances are different, mitigating circumstances, you know, facts are different. So every case is unique. Every case is the same, but every case is unique. In the United States Supreme Court, judge just used that line like a, a month or two ago. I was like, hey, somebody's listening to my show. That every case is the same, and every case is unique. Every case is the same, but every case is unique. It's really simple stuff. You know, like I said, and this uh, this is all credit and commerce spiel. So like I said, as soon as I said, wait a second, it's credit and commerce spiel, he disappeared. Because that's exactly what it is. Like, holy cow, here we go. So what are you going to do? You're going to pay off the uh, 
charges with a, a site draft? Is that where we're going next? And everybody's going to wind them in jail for a site draft. It just means that it's like a check to pay on site, pay upon demand. There's an account that exists out there, and what are you going to teach people? That the account is their birth certificate number, the red number on the back, that's the account number. What are you going to teach people that their account number is their social security number? So to draw, draw, draw a check, draw a site draft off that social security number or, or that birth certificate like the credits and commerce people used to do. That, that crazy tugboat captain wrote out a, a $2 million site draft check to the court. And he said to the court, like, keep the change. And the judge just smiled and laughed. He said, is this thing real? Because I talked to the wife, you know, two, three days after the guy went to court. He's like, okay, if it's real, um, you know what? You know, the county's satisfied. You know, they say two million bucks. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely let you get away with kitty porn on your computer for two million bucks. Yeah, that works for us. Have a nice day. We're going to check this thing out. If it's legit, um, you know, we, we, you know, we'll see where we'll go from there. But, you know, have a nice day. And then two days later, the sheriff's department knocked on his front door, and he, his wife told me he ran out the back door. <laughs> and then she called me up. <laughs> he says, what do I tell him? <laughs> I said, tell him you're listening to some crazy guy named Gordon Hall and put all the blame on him and just say, you have no effort clue what you're doing and, and beg for mercy and just say, look, can you actually give me a legitimate uh, you know, debt that I owe to society? Can you actually, because like I said, the word guilt, is a German word that just means debt. It's the same word. Debt, guilt, and German is the same word. So it's like, okay, what do you say? I'm guilty of kitty point? That's fine. What debt do I owe? Who, who, what member of society, What one, which man or woman from society is going to come forward and make a claim that I had kitty point on my computer causing them harm, injury, or loss? Is that person going to appear? That man or woman going to appear? No. Well, then, honestly, I don't owe a debt to society. I don't owe a debt to anybody. I'm not guilty of anything. Guilty means do I owe a debt. Do I owe a debt to anybody? No. Well, then, let me be. Now, if you want to try to say, well, are you a resident of uh, North Carolina? You sit in North Carolina. And he says something stupid like, yes. Well, then he owes a debt to the people because he subscribed. He subscribed himself. He became a member of that family. He became a citizen because citizen means a member of a family. So since he decided to become part of my family, part of my organization, part of the Boy Scouts, part of the legal society, part of the uh, Kiwanis Club, if he breached one of our bylaws or our codes or, or violated our practice policies or procedures, yes, if he still wants to be a citizen, if he still wants to be an active member within our society, he has to pay. We may impose upon him. We may impose upon him a fine, a penalty, imprisonment, because he didn't tell us that we couldn't. He still wants to be a member of this club. He still wants to be a citizen. He could just say, you know what, uh, being a citizen doesn't, uh, I don't see any benefit at this time, so you know what, I'm going to have to uh, respectfully uh, to the client accepting those charges. Who's bringing the charges against me? Uh, the county. I'm not a county resident at this time. I'm not a citizen of this county. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm not a citizen of the state. No. But like I always say to people all the time, they're, they're, when it says United States citizens, under, like, say, the the, the 14th Amendment, there, I say to people, can you people show me a United States birth certificate? Because I've never seen a United States birth certificate. I've seen New York State birth certificates, and I've seen California State birth certificates, and I've seen birth certificates from New Hampshire. But I have never, to this day, seen a United States birth certificate. So when people say, you're a citizen of the United States, it's like, no, I believe I'm a citizen of New York. I believe I'm a member of their family. I believe I have a birth certificate that says New York on it. I don't have a birth certificate that says United States. So when this guy keeps saying, 
oh, we got a birth certificate and, you know, you're a citizen of the United States. It's like a birth certificate has to do with the state that I'm from, the land that I'm from. I'm from the land of New York. And like when Dean Clifford used to say, get rid of birth certificates in Canada, I said, Dean, do you realize what you just said? If you revoke or rescind the birth certificate, you understand that you can't, you know, technically own land in Canada. Just like in Mexico, well, now, uh, you know, I could go down to Mexico and buy land, but for almost my whole entire life, if I wanted to buy land in Mexico, the only thing I could do is lease the land. I could not buy the land because I am not from the land. I am not one with the land because land means people. It's just like, you know, uh, say Canada. If if, if the, the Canada the Canadian land is incredibly cheap, how would they like it if a billion Chinese came over to Canada and bought all their land for a dollar an acre, and they've got billions of Chinese now living in Canada. Or maybe they don't actually physically move to Canada, they just buy the land and take all the timber off and ship it over to China. They can't do that. They can't own the land. They could lease the land, but they can't own the land. And then when they lease something, like you lease a car, you can't give it a paint job, you can't take the doors off, you can't sell the windshield, you can't sell the trees, you can't buy the coal, you can't take the coal out of the ground, you're leasing it. So you can pull all kinds of options of how that, when the lease is done, what must be retained on that land. You know, like you're a rent, you're renting, you're like a tenant. You can't, you can't alter the property. I said, but they said that's why it's great value to have a birth certificate from the state of New York, because technically, or well, like some, like say Canada, like if you're from Canada, to have a birth certificate proves. You are from this land. So if you are from this land, you could pull from this land because your mom and dad pulled from the land for their food and their sustenance and their nutrition. They pulled from the land. By taking from the land, they created you. Your mom just didn't breathe air. Your mom didn't just get stardust for them. Your mom didn't just get, you know, food from Mars. She got food from the land where she lived. So technically, you are and the land are the same. You were created just like they could say in the Bible. God created Adam from clay. He pulled God. He pulled man from the land, from the humus. He pulled and he breathed life into him. Right. We get out. We get everything from the land. We are land. And then when people are like, oh, that's gross. Or that's silly. Call. It's like I say to them, oh yeah. Guess what? When you die, guess where you're going to go? When you hit that ground, guess where you're going to go? You're going to go right back into the land. How much simpler can I make it? It's like you can't believe you're from the land, but you certainly believe that you're going to go back into the land, right? That you believe. Well, yeah, that I believe. You're not going to escape Earth's atmosphere. You're not going to defy gravity. You're not going to, you know, wind up on a moon somewhere, are you? No, you're going to fall right back into the land where you came from. You're going to be recycled right back where you started from. I'm like, oh, okay, land, people, the same. I see you now, and I see the circle. That's right. That's why banks can't own land. Banks can't own people. A fiction can own people. That's why you got a title, and that's why you got a deed to the land. You got two separate. T- the title is the second dimensions. There's titles and this birth certificates. There's a certificate of titles. That's all second dimension nonsense. They can't actually control the people. They can't bind the people, and they can't own the land. They can't do anything to the land. It's just a certificate. It's just a title. It's a piece of paper. There's no way in the world a piece of paper can dig up land. There's no way in the world a piece of paper can control land. There's no way a piece of paper can control man. It's ridiculous. That's why you got a Judeo-Christian land. This is wonderful. You got split. It's split. One is based on code, and one is based on, you know what? What was the situation at the time? You know what? Just turn the other cheek and let it go. 
I was like, what? Oh, but he did this, this, and this to your family? You know what? Okay. Yeah, they got to talk. Rip them in half. You know, protect society. So it's great that we have two ways of looking at things. It depends and, on the situation. How could you handle a case with the court if you're in jail? It depends, man. Like I said, um, are you talking about prior to arraignment? I mean, just when you first got arrested, or you mean after sentencing and you've been convicted uh, by a trial by jury? And you know, you know, because jail usually you go to jail if it's less than uh, like one year prison. You know, because after if it's a serious charge, a serious crime that you've been convicted of, you go to prison. So. Jail is usually where you get picked up off the street. They process you and they put you in a local county jail. When you actually get convicted, they usually ship you off to prison. So if he says, how do you get out of jail? Or how do you deal with court when you're in jail? That's obviously that's prior to an arraignment, prior to the trial. Because people who get convicted after the trial don't go to jail unless it's something silly like jaywalking or, you know, less than one year kind of thing. But if it's more than one year, two years, you're going to go off to the big prison. So... I think you want to say, how do you deal with it when you're in prison? When you've been convicted of a serious crime and you're sitting in prison now. Look at Dean Clifford. He's in jail, right? He's going to come to trial. So the only thing he could do is put massive amount of notices into the court and file his own claim and have his case going at the same time he appears in Crown's case. That's what he could do while he's in jail, waiting for the trial. Once he's already had his trial, if he had a trial by a judge, and he said, well, I had the right to be afforded a trial by jury, then he could obviously say, you know what, I want their case against me to be reopened, and I want a trial by jury. But like I said, if they're already sitting in prison, it's because they were sloppy and lazy, and at the time that the the Crown's case or the government's case was going against them, they didn't bother to say, hey, you know what, I bet the United States, I bet the IRS is never going to freaking appear. Like Aaron Schiff could have done it. Hey, you know what? I bet the IRS is never going to appear. I bet the IRS is never going to swear on a stack of Bibles to testify that anything that that anything that they're saying is true, that any of their agents are saying is true. Not a single freaking one of them. So he just played in their case, and obviously their case is just like when you got that letter. It's like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. All the legal conclusions and everything are lovely, but uh, uh, Aaron, yeah, that's, thank you for having this three-year trial, but you know what? Uh, everything that you said, uh, we don't see that you're a code deciphering officer. We don't see that you have any uh, master's degrees in this. We don't see there's any, you're registered as a, uh, a code decipherer. We don't see that you're registered anywhere in the state of Nevada as having a, uh, a bar card, a member of the legal society. So everything that you said uh, for the last two years, we're going to have to um, deny. And you're like, holy shit. And just like the letter you sent me, I say, you know, that's incredible that they actually sent a letter like that flat out saying based upon the merits or the lack of it or lack of the, uh, you know, legal conclusions or that you didn't follow proper procedure and you didn't, you know, stylize the paper in a proper manner. We're going to have to deny you at this time. No, they said, okay, you made, you know, great legal conclusions, great legal procedure. You did everything according to our rules, but you know what? Uh, we're going to have to deny you because you know what? We don't see that you're a bar card carrying member. So you know what? We're going to have to deny you at this time. That's just cruel. If I'm taking the government into the court, if, if it's me against the fiction, I'm going to I'm going to clobber the poor fiction because the fiction will never appear. The fiction can't show up. So like I said, when the Crown brought you know the Punjabis, their stack of paperwork was a mountain. You should see the mountain of paperwork the Crown had against these people. It was like like ten inches tall. The folder was ridiculous. 
the folders that they brought in. Mine was eight words. And that was it, one piece of paper with eight words on it. Theirs was a mountain. Why? Because they're moving a complaint. I'm not moving a complaint. They need they need legal case law, precedent, citations, codes. They need statutes. They need everything to support their complaint. I need a couple of words. Where's the plaintiff? Where's the victim? I agree. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of whatever. I'm guilty of anything you wish that I'm saying. It's like I said, guilty means debt in German. It's the same word. I, that's fine. I owe any debt. If any man comes to this courtroom, I am in debt to him. If he comes on the stand and he testifies that it's true, just have any man on planet Earth take testify that that I owe a debt. And that's where he says the same word. Like I said, with guilty. Fine. Do I owe a debt? Fine. Am I guilty? Fine. I'm guilty. Fine. I owe debts. Fine. Who's the man who's making a claim I owe a debt? Fine. Who's the man who's making a claim I'm guilty? If that man appears and says I owe the debt, show me the debt. I'll say, oh, yeah, you know what? I do. This man comes and appears and says I'm guilty. I'm guilty of doing something wrong. Let me say, oh, yeah, you're right. I did. Okay. And I'll compensate. But until that day, I'm like, you know, you you could say I'm guilty, you know, but where is the actual plaintiff? Where is the person who's actually accusing me? Are you accusing me? Well, no, I'm not accusing you. The, the people are. The crown is. And that's why we said, man, it's the best case that ever, ever we say is that Al Gore versus uh, George Bush. And uh, that, that the Supreme Court ran through that case in about three minutes and two seconds. They said, yeah, great. You got to track the trail load of hanging chaired ballots there, Al. Yeah, we see you got this courtroom full with uh, the most expensive uh, law firms in the United States of America. We see you got 316 lawyers here. Yeah, okay, you're really impressing us, Al. The only problem is, Al, um, you're saying that uh, uh, these uh, these hanging chairs, these ballots, things that they, they weren't counted. Do you have one single man from Florida that's going to testify that any one of those ballots are his and that his right to vote was not counted? And I was like, well, no. I, we didn't bring any man who's going to swear that he did not have the right to vote. Well, you didn't bring a man here. I don't care how much paperwork you have. I don't care how many attorneys you have. Um, you're going to have to take it back to Florida and deal with Florida because we have absolutely the rules in the United States Supreme Court are simple. You need to have a man appear. And do you have a man that's going to appear with you, Al? No. Is any man going to claim that they've been harmed or injured because their vote wasn't counted? Um, no. But there's millions of black people that had, didn't have their votes counted. Like, Al, Al, baby, we believe you. Al, sh- chill, dude, we, we, we agree. But you're still going to have to bring the body here. You're going to have to bring one man. Did you find just one, like, homeless guy wandering around Miami somewhere and say, hey, you know what, my vote wasn't counted? Did you bring one guy up here to swear before us that his vote wasn't counted? Well, no. Well, Al, you don't have a case. So, you know what? We're going to have to deny, you know, you're going to have to dismiss this and, you know what, take it back down to Florida and let them slug it out. I mean, that's the fastest the United States Supreme Court, like, probably ever ruled on a case. It was like lightning. You got the man. No, no man. Can't help you. Same thing I say to court. You got a man over there. You got a person. You got one of the people of the state. No. You got a case. As soon as you get a people, as soon as you get a man, as soon as you get a person here to testify and swear that I owe the debt, that I'm guilty, that's fine. No problem. That I'm guilty and owe a debt or debt and got a guilty, that's fine. Not a problem. I'll compensate. I'll make it up to him. Uh-huh. That's fine. But until that day, dismiss this. Dismissed means that you could bring it up against me for the rest of my life. Bring it up against my great-grandchildren, I don't care. But dismiss it. Let me go for now. 
you just let that charge hang out there somewhere. That's okay. But I'm telling you, whoever summons me to appear again, you better prove your case. Because you summons me to appear next time, oh, this time you got it for free. Next time I'm going to require you to pay me $10,000 to appear. Because I ain't got time to play this game. So like I said, you know, if people just know the simple words like guilty means debt. Are you guilty or not guilty? Do you owe a debt or don't you owe a debt? Okay, who's making the claim? Do I owe a debt to society? Is that what you're saying? Then where's the bill? I have not intended the bill. And everybody knows that all, everybody who listens to these shows, everybody knows this, that, oh, you know, this is all based on commerce. This is all commercial. All courts are commercial courts. That's right. It's all based on a debt. One man owes a debt to another man. One man has done another man wrong, and he owes him compensation. He has to compensate him for the wrong. You said something about, well, I'm not a citizen today or something like that. Is it true that you comfortably, happily, at at need and at will, move in and out of, quote, the system and, uh, you know, use it as appropriate and then say, well, I'm a man when it's appropriate? Absolutely. Like I say, if you know the old myths and legends, the gods used to come down from, from Olympia and they would take on different forms. And they would take on different forms and intercourse with the females down here or with men. And uh, they would breed like, like somebody like a Hercules or something like that. Right. So then you get, right. So like I said, they would, trans, they, they would transform themselves, their status and their positions at a certain time when it benefited them. They saw a nice looking broad. They said, hey, you know what? We're coming down to earth and we're going to take a godly and, and we're going to change, transform ourselves into a man or a bull or a cow or a horse or whatever they did. Then when they long, no longer felt that it was a benefit, they, they, they went back to their status and position out of a Zeus or a God. A man is not limited in his capacity in how he may, may uh, appear and, and how he may believe that he exists. Whatever the hell I say. You know, I'm going to be working in society and probably, you know, at some point, giving somebody the old social, which I used to just stay away from doing, and I lost jobs because I wouldn't do it and all that. What I'm getting from you is a whole breath of fresh air. It's like somebody brings to me and says, oh, wait a minute, you say you're not a citizen of whatever, you're not this or that, but I've got this paper here which says... Yeah, kind of, but like I said, that's what's great. I used to have that on uh, the website for the longest time, the actual uh, code under the Social Security Act where it said that if uh, you do not wish to place a Social Security number on an application and you're denied a job, based upon the fact that you refuse or you do not have a social security card, you could act as an actual criminal act on the part of the employer for not hiring you based upon the lack of a social security number. That's actually criminal. You could actually sue them because they didn't hire you. Because, But the, you, you'd have to try to trap them into saying, are you telling me that you're not going to hire me because I'm not putting a social security number in here or that I don't have one? And they say, well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you got that on video or you brought a priest with you who could testify that that's exactly what they said or the employee is stupid enough to say that in open court. Say, yeah, well, that's why we didn't hire him. We didn't hire him because he said he didn't have a social security number. A few years back, 10 or so, uh, there was a $5,000 fine. And uh, that's so obviously that's civil, if you will. <clears throat> but still, that, that's going to bite. Yeah. That's going to hurt. And I, I use oh, yeah, you that. You sue them civilly, right. You could sue them civilly and the government could go after them criminally. Right, you can't go after them criminally. The government goes after them criminally. You go after them civilly. Sure. Well, but I would have to be the one to make the complaint. I'd have to go to the government, you know, and say, hey, this guy, you know, denied me the job, blah, blah, blah. And then the, then the 
police or whoever would go after them. Criminals. Right, whatever, whatever government entity would, you know, who, who charters them would say, you know, you're in violation of this code, da 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 da. You know, what are we going to do about it? You know, we're going to, you know, this is your first offense, second offense, you know. Having gone toe to toe with a corporation uh, about eight years ago and worked there for just a month, I said, I'm not giving you a social, you know, it's whatever reason I gave. And they talked to their lawyers or whatever they did for a whole month. <clears throat> they didn't pay me a dime. At the end of that month, they said, hey, you know what? See ya. Here's all your money. They didn't withhold anything, but we don't want you working here. So that was not the resolution that I was hoping for. What we say was funny. When when people used to see, when I had applications that said Social Security number, I'd put a Social Security number down. But, you know, I saw the application that said Social Security number. Whatever the thing just said, number. didn't say Social Security number. just said number. I'd say, uh... Lucky number seven. Well, uh, number 13. Lucky 13. You want a social security number? Okay. One, two, six, seven, two, uh, three, six, seven, nine. Oh, you should have seen I did that one time. And some, somebody actually typed that number in. And they said, is your name Octet Umu Dinajad uh, Babadis? And I said, yes. But you understand it was very hard for me to get a job with that name like that. So I shortened it to call Lens. And they're like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> it was ridiculous the name they pulled out. The social security number I put in there. And all I, and all I honestly did was change the last two numbers of my social security from eight six to six eight. And it came up with this crazy name. It's like holy cow that somebody was born that close to me and their parents gave him such a ridiculous name. And they said and they actually believed me. I said, Now, if your parents if you had a name like that, wouldn't you change it to something simple like Carl Lance? Like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> they didn't ask to see, can I see the legal transfer of the name? They didn't ask me that. So I just right. ran with it. said, you know what? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine having a name like that? <laughs> you know? No. So it's funny. is this guy, Octub Majinjo, when he's hit 65 or 70, boy, he's going to get a lot of Social Security benefits that he knows he's entitled to. <laughs> I didn't create the Social Security number. It's not my number to give out. It's yeah. not mine. I didn't create it. I can't give it away. You know, you know, it's not mine. You want my social security number? I didn't make one yet. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.